Hi everyone, Shalom Uvracha. What a special time this is. Special moments leading up to this, this day of renewal that we cannot continue without. We just can't go about without. The night where Emuna becomes real, where miracles become real, where everything that our heart dares to dream of during the year becomes real. Leil Seder. So I wanted to share with you, in a condensed version, the learning that we did this past Shabbos in our shul in Shirat David, our Shabbos HaGoldot Rasha. Let's sing a good nigun. First, we didn't didn't sing it on Shabbos (laughs) before we started learning, but here in this format we can. And this is something, uh, this is a nigun I've been singing a lot lately. I came down on Hanukkah, speaking about newness, wanting newness, the need for newness. Or Chadash. So one of the main questions that almost everyone discusses when it looks, when they come to open the Haggadah of they come to see a very weird statement due to its timing. Especially if we want to start off this, this evening as being free people that are into like, are into being real and are into sounding authentic. So it's very, very hard to understand why is it that we say after we're already sitting at the table, and whoever is supposed to be there is already there, we say, whoever is hungry, come, come, come and eat. Whoever needs 
well, we'll, we'll try to explain this, this following question. Whoever needs to join, uh, come and Pesach with us. But what, what are you doing saying it now? Let's be real. If we really, really cared that much about making sure there'd be guests at the table, A, there'd be guests, and usually there are guests at the table, and we definitely wouldn't save it for them. We would do it beforehand, not when we're already all around the table and in our in our zone. And more or less, whoever's looking for a Seder invite, they get it by then. So who are you talking to? How authentic could you actually be by asking such a question at that time? There was a, I, I saw a story that happened to of Ram Shapira. He was the former uh, he was the former head of Yeshivat Merkazarav, Rav Ram Shapira. And um, the story is that someone came to him uh, at night in Shul Pesach night before uh, davening, or I guess as davening was over, and he came up to him and said to him, uh, "Do you have do you have a, a place an extra place at the seder?" So. And this person looked like they were put together. They didn't look like schlepper or anything. But Rabbi Avram said, yeah, of course. Of course, you'll come with me. And as they're walking out of shul, Rabbi Avram looks at him and says, wait a second, do you, do you actually really need a place for a Seder? So the guy said, no, I don't. But I just wanted to see if there's anyone in the world that's real with that invitation of kol dichvin, whoever's hungry, come and eat. Like if, I was really sincere with that invitation because uh, I ask every year, this guy used to do this every year, and every year when he'd come to people and, and or come to Rabbeim or whoever it was, and he'd say the following, Leil, you know, say Pesach night, I'm looking for an invite. So each person would say, oh, you know, there's a communal Seder there, there's a Chabad house there, whatnot. So he wanted to see if, you know, who was holding by this statement. It happened to be this Rav actually was holding by this statement. The question's still in its place. Why, why do we say it over here? What are we accomplishing by saying, kol once we're already around the Seder table? Ma be'emet What is it really doing? So in order to approach this question with authenticity, and to answer the question with authenticity, we have to remember what really happens to us as a free, as someone becoming free. The whole the whole point of Seder night is not just to reenact people who became free. And this is a hard avoda. This is very hard. Somewhere in my own life today, a place that has me in jail, how do I how do I become free from it? How do I how do I remove myself from the chains and the shackles of whatever it is that has imprisoned me? So when I do what I need to do in order to begin my own process of liberation, Rav Cook points us to a very interesting phenomenon. When I become myself again, when I go back to my teva, to my nature, this is based on a piece of Rav Cook in, in his famous sefer, Ein Ayah, his parish on the Siddur, but in Ein Ayah Chelek Bet, there's also a, big, a beautiful parish there on the Haggadah Shel Pesach. And Rav Kook says is that the, 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 the Yehudi, when he goes back to the place of being himself, herself, the natural state, how do I know if I've become natural again? If I've become myself again, do I feel like performing chesed? 
do I feel at that moment? Whether I can or can't is irrelevant. But do I feel at that moment that I want to do good for somebody else? And the siman for knowing if my own Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is taking place is if my natural reaction at that moment is yalla. Let's invite someone. There was, there is a minhag. I don't know exactly which eda, and I don't know exactly who still holds by this. I think it's from it's a certain Sephardic tradition that they go and open the door by when they say kol diachvin yeteve yechol. They actually, they actually open the door looking. Could there possibly be someone that's still in the, roaming the streets? They don't just wait for shvochamatcha when we open the door by Eliyahu Navi after after the meal, but they open the door already then. But Rav Kook says is that what, what each Jew experiences when they start to leave Mitzrayim and their Mitzrayim is that I'm free to be myself. I'm free to be ne'eman, to be loyal to myself. Being loyal to myself means would mean that at that moment, I'm looking to lehetiv, to do good for somebody else. Not as a people pleaser. And not as escaping my own reality either but it's actually by being so in tune and so one with who I really, truly, truly am. Now, that we can understand this Indian of Leil Seder being the headquarters of becoming Chesed again, based on something that the Torah says. The Torah says this in, in Orachayim Tov Yud Zayin, I believe, I remember if I remember correctly. I don't have those notes in front of me. The Torah says that each of the holidays the Shalosh Regalim, Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot, is connected one of the Avot. It's known that Pesach is by Avram Avinu. It's connected Avram Avinu. How do we know this? Because the day that Avram Avinu was greeted by the three Malachim, he turns to Sarah and he says, Lushi va'asi ugot. Go and prepare ugot. Rashi helps us there. He says, Pesach haya. It was Pesach when the Malachim came. And she went and she began to prepare for them Pesach Dik of food. And when Avram Avinu, there's a snowball effect. When someone wants to do chesed, they can't stop doing chesed. The Midrash tells us that later on that day, or later on that evening, it's not clear exactly if it was day or night. I mean, it started during the day, Chom Hayom, that we know for sure, that it was, it was by the heat of the day. But Avram Avinu starts praying for Zdom on the same day, in Pesach. Because the, the chesed that a Yid feels, if it's for real, he can't stop. He's not, he's not dissatisfied with one chesed. He keeps on going, on and on and on. So Avram Avinu, after greeting the angels and preparing for them with his wife, for them was Pesach, he then starts davening for Zdom. Then it says that the war against the five kings happened that same day. And late that night, the Midrash tells us, is when he met Malki Tzedek, Melech Shalem. And when it says, Hotzi Lechem Bayain, that he brought out bread and wine, it's really matzah and wine, the Dalit Kosos, the four cups. And Malki Tzedek was trying to be makbid, that Rav Mavinu should, should finish, drink, finish the afikomen before chatzot, to eat the last matzah before chatzot of that night. So Pesach is like this, that it's the headquarters of Emuna. Who was the person that brought to us the notion of of ma'aminim b'nei ma'aminim b'nei ma'aminim believers, the child, children of believers, children of believers, 
Obviously, this is linked to Avram Avinu. This is his holiday. And he's the headquarters of everything that 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 was brings about us to be ourselves, to Pashud Ma'od be ourselves. That's who Avram Avinu really is. Rav Kook says that something else happens to us when we begin to act ourselves again. He says that there's a tremendous war in the world. There's the war between the Or of Chesed, the light of kindness, of goodness, which is Avram Avinu's world, to the light, what it's it's an illusion of light, but to the resemblance and the appearance of paganism, of serving God like a pagan. Rav Kook says, Olam which means that a, a person could be under the impression that they are very, very much in tune with Hashem's will, with God's will, and they're doing exactly what they need to do. But like an example that I gave on Shabbos, how do you know? What's another indicator to see if your holy service is on the right track? Someone came to see me, I think it was right before Purim. And it was someone that looked like they were really on a strong track, like really davening a lot, learning much more than usual. It seemed at least that something strong was taking place. And this person said to me that they've never experienced a darker spiritual darkness than that, than they ever had it before that week that I had met with them. So how could that be? What's going on? It, it's amazing how, like, Mamish, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. It looked like, <laughs> like you're flying. Says me the following. He says, I caught myself in the midst of my one of my Shmona Esrez, and I realized that for over two weeks, I didn't think one time about any of my children during any of my prayers. I was just thinking about myself and my spiritual progression. Me, me, me. Only me, only me, only me, only me, Mamish, only me. If Cook says that's Mitzrayim, that's the world of paganism. That's a world we are we we leave where we're brave enough to stop thinking about ourselves so much, Seder night, and we start to think about other people. And this is a, a huge, huge. I guess it's a huge line that we see throughout the writings of the Baal Shem Tov Akarosh, how a person could literally serve God as a pagan. See, many of us are like, it's like a Mitzrayim, let's get out of Egypt. Who's Egypt? Who's, who's, that, who's that Egyptian, uh, that Egyptian ma uh, slave master that's over me? I, I don't have one. I don't have one, so what am I supposed to do with it, right? <clears throat> there is no, I don't have a boss. I don't have a, that figure in my life. And of course, says, but wait a second. Is there something that's really gotten you to believe, to be convinced that it's really, you have to just make sure that you are as holy as you can be? Have you stopped to think about anybody else? When that person said that to me, like it really shook me in a good way. And it put a lot of things into perspective. So again, I get out of that Seder night. Uh, the light, the night itself, the night itself is so bright the light of the night itself is so bright, shining so deep. If I just daven over it for a little bit, have his bone in us, have a little bit of a, a deep introspection over what the night is really about, 
I get out of the way. And I start thinking about all the things I, I want to be thinking about in a holy way to do good for other people, to pray for other people, to be beacons of light and strength for other people. And therefore, of course, that's just the natural impulse of a Jew. Once they're a little bit, they get out of the way. It's just a screen. Come. Maybe there's one schlepper left on the street. Maybe. Could be. And if if he if he is there, then please, like, I'm telling you, I'm sorry I didn't get the invitation out to you sooner, but at least right now I want you to know that I really, 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 really would love for you to be here. And who witnesses this? Whoever is sitting at the Seder. And usually <clears throat> who's sitting at the Seder are children. So our children see, even if it's not going to end up happening, that a guest doesn't show up at the table, our children do see, wow, look who look, look who my father and mother are becoming. This is what's screaming from their kishkas. And how much nachat we give our children when this is who they see. This is what they see. This is how they experience Seder night. So that's the beginning. It's it's a little bit of an easier question to address what we just did because there's no halachic problems. But when it comes to the following statement, it does get a little bit tricky. And here we have to really open up to the deepest place inside of us and be okay with the fact that perhaps we've been saying a certain statement uh, every year just because we know it by heart and we know the nigun that goes with it. But maybe we never even scratch the surface of what it actually means. Which the literal translation is, whoever needs to come, he needs, they need to be part of a Korban Pesach, come, the Yivsach, come and eat the Korban Pesach with me. What's the problem with that statement? So on Shabbos, we learn deep into the sugya of Korban Pesach. Who eats the Korban Pesach? With who do you eat the Korban Pesach? And it's very, very clear throughout, from the Pesukim and the Torah, through the, the Mishnah and the Gemara and the Rambam, all with, regarding the halachas of Korban Pesach, is that there, is, there were minuim. There were people, there, there was a membership, there were clubs. It was all set up before. You had to be part of a chabura. The Rambam says you can't eat the Korban Pesach unless you're with the chabura that was designated before, and it was all planned and set up before. And, that's the, and there are a lot of, lot of halachot, a lot of dinim, which go into great detail regarding who can eat with who and when they can eat, who can, who can switch their group, at what, to what point can they switch groups. But the bottom, point, the bottom line is that by the time they're sitting, Leil Pesach, everyone's sitting with, the, with, with their group. And here you come and you say, Kol Whoever wants to come, come now, come and eat. It's all good. Come and join the Korban Pesach. So before we give the answer that we're going to be, that really was the heart of the shir, one opinion says is that it could be that the light of Geula is shining so bright, Seder night, and I realize even though the full Geula has not taken place yet, but I'm so filled with chesed that I'm already planning my Chabura for the following year, when I'm certain that I will have a Korban Pesach next to me, where I'm sure I'm going to have a Korban Pesach there, and we'll all be back in Yerushalayim, please God. And I'm already saying, Kol whoever needs, whoever wants to, to, to be part of this Chabura, come, come now, let's start preparing now already, which is a very beautiful, good thing. See, there's, there's Chesed that you can do for someone 
in the moment because you they're they're stuck. But then, like, there's a deeper kind of chesed which is planning long term, and that's a much deeper type of chesed. Without getting involved in the depth of that right now, there's a beautiful ma'amar on that of 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 differentiating between chesed that you 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 you're open to do in the moment, as opposed to long term chesed that's planned out properly. There's like this notion of Seder night of like. It's gonna. Ha- I know this is gonna happen, and you start thinking long term. So Seder night, you're already putting out the invite and saying, "I'm telling you, Chavra, Kol Ditzrich Yeseveichol, Come, whoever, whoever wants to, let's let's start joining now. Let's start joining forces now. The piece that we learned is a, a, a two paragraph piece by Rav Ruven Sasson. It's actually I have the parish where it came from. This Haggadah is they just put out the Haggadah of Pesach of uh, Rav Ruven Sasson. Um, it's mind blowing. Hashem, we have the privilege of learning here his uh, one of his farm on Sunday mornings. The woman's Chabura, sefer called Kumi Ori, all about living, living, learning, breathing Geula, living, really taking Emuna and and putting it in the in the way that I in my in the corrective lens and my corrective lens how I look at. at this experience of, of living, of learning, of being. So Rav Sasson had they, they put together the, the Haggadah right now, and one of the Chavra here and the Shul, one of the neighbors here surprised me. He got it for me, so sweet. And here he 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 has a Mahalach that uh, I'm going to see if I could actually pull it up, and if we could learn it together inside, you'll see it's just two lines, but I think it'd be good for those that are watching us, um, if. If we could do that together, that'd be great. Let me just see if I could fit. Yeah, this should work. Okay. So Rav Ruven says like this. Omen, the question is, how can you call out for, let's say it's it's real time and you have a Korban Pesach, right? How could you call out and do something that seems to be against Halacha? Halacha says, Emma you can't call someone to come and join your carbon Pesach Habura at this point. Look what he says here. And again, you got to really open your hearts. He says, it's true. Others can't join the party right now. It's an outer superficial prevention, meaning there are things that we're not allowed to do in the Torah because it's absolutely a, an inner prevention. You're not allowed to eat things that are absolutely trafe. You're not allowed to, to steal. You're not allowed to do things that are blatantly wrong and asur. Here, the reason why it's asur to invite people to join your chabura, chazal have the reasons, but it doesn't compare to the reasons when something's some, when a certain something is absolutely forbidden. So what does he say over here? Hainu, shemitzad alev shel Yisrael, from the, the side of the warm heart of a Yid, when he wakes up and he wants to do good, person gets filled with sensitivity, with emotions, and with passion to bring simcha to others, and to include others in your own simcha. That's what we're feeling Seder night. Something awakens within me, and I, I have this desire to bring everyone into my own simcha. So besider, 
there is this outer prevention that doesn't allow me to have others join me with the Korban Pesach, but just because Chazal said that it's you can't, and they can't join you, because they have to be members before of your group, this prevention that we have from Chazal cannot stop the heart from waking up and from speaking the depth of its passion, from expressing the depth of its passion. The heart desires to do good for others. So Rav Sasson says, this concept, this concept of proclaiming something that the heart is desiring to share, even though it can't be done in our, in our, as, with our example, there's still a tremendous value for enabling the heart to proclaim and share what it wants to do, the good that it wants to do, just to make it clear. As opposed to a blatant avera, transgression, there's no value of saying, um, God, do I, 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 I have such jealousy right now. I covet my best friend's home. Or I, 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 I have such an envy. I, I, I want so badly all the things that I can't have. Uh, there's no value to saying such a thing. But Rav Sasson says there's a value to sharing when you have a, an amazing thought, a beautiful, wonderful, holy thought. Yeah, Chazal said you can't do it, but there's a value to express the good will and the passion of the heart, even if it can't become, even if it can't manifest. Now, I gave, I gave an example on Shabbos uh, it's a cute, it's a cute example. I've shared it over the years with friends. It definitely made me feel feel good. Alavai that one day it could become true. But there was a certain time in high school. I remember when my parents had told me we're moving, we're moving back to Los Angeles from from Eretz Yisrael from Ranana. And I had a window of like, I, I think it was like two months, maybe, maybe even more, maybe three months where I think like December, January, February, something like that, that I knew that my, my friends are all learning for their Bagrut exams, for those tests. And I, I wasn't because we're, we're moving back. I'm, it was 11th grade, it's my uh, junior year. And I knew that I, I, didn't have to, I didn't have to work as hard. So quite often I'd find myself in, in classes that I didn't really pay that much attention to. I'd write down a certain number that I'd hypothetically won in the lotto. And then I divided it out. I spent the morning divided it out, dividing it out to whoever I, I wanted to be a tzaddik to. And the whole morning, I was felt so amazing about this. Like, wow, if I had this money, where it would go to? Then later in the day or later in the week or whenever I would see the people that I was going to like totally take care of, <laughs> I had this list, this like inner grin of saying, oh, if you only you knew like what I would do for you if I could, right? You can't tell this to someone, you know? But I laughed it away when I was a kid, right? And here Rav Sasson is saying, there's a value to feeling the, 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 the beautiful will and passion of doing something good for someone, even if you're not able to do it. In my hypothetical world, I wasn't able to do it because it wasn't a reality. 
Here we're speaking about something that the halacha says you can't do, and yet still, Pesach night, there's space for me to say, God, if only I could do this, this is what I'd want right now. There's a tremendous value to it. Let's go back inside to the text. If the sun says like this, second to bottom paragraph. Mikan yesh lilmod inyan amok. From here, there's something very deep, something very deep to learn. Ladat uleharich et aretzonot atovim vehaamukim shebemaamke hanefesh. To learn how to appreciate and value the deep, deep will that is in the hidden, deep in the heart, in the in the soul. Even if they're not able to manifest yet, there's still a tremendous value to it. Now listen to the following line. This is so deep. Measuring your own will only based on the results, basically, cuts away the wings of that of that ratzon. Rav Sasson saying, when we measure our heart's desires only based on whether it happened or not, I cut off its wings. I cut off its wings. And I think, you know, I can't say about many of us. I could just say about myself, I know for sure this has been such a tremendous struggle of mine where I value the, maybe I've gotten a bit better, but I, I definitely, over the years, it's very clear to me. This is a very, very deep opinion where I, I value and I estimate the potency and the, the depth of a good will only based on its manifestation. And while it's very great and important that things should follow through, but if I only value it based on following through, sometimes they can't follow through for whatever the reasons are that are beyond my control. What about the value of having a, a Yiddish heart that that want that's choshek lehitiv? You know, only a free a slave only measures the value of something based on its results. A free person, a real free person, is able to experience such bliss just based on being in tune with what the heart really wants to do, even if they're not able to do it, which is exactly. What is being what we're trying to describe here with the desire to have someone come and join your Korban and Pesach when they're not allowed to? And he ends off here by saying the most beautiful thing in the world. Bottom paragraph. Therefore, the head of the Agada, the head of the, the head of the Bala, the head of the home, screams, say their night, whoever is hungry, come and eat. Whoever wants to join the Korban Pesach, come. This is what my heart is saying. This is actually what I want. Even if I 
even if beforehand I forgot to include you or include you, or include myself in a chabura, it's true, maybe I forgot. And even if it's impossible, like he says here, even if it's impossible, because the halacha that now is in place that I can't have someone come and join this chabura, mikol makom, my lips cannot prevent me from expressing the deepest depths of my heart, of my neshama. Because the deeper will of a tzaddik is always good. And tonight, only tonight I could say this, I must be included amongst all of Am Yisrael, and everyone's a tzaddik, say it or night. So what I want must be holy, must be good, it must be expressed, even if there's no space for it. Who's witnessing this? Who's witnessing a, this, this moment where the head of the house says, this is what my heart wants. I know it's not. I'm not allowed to, but still I, I can't ignore this is what it means to be free. So who witnesses this? The child, again. The kid says, wow. This is this is what it means to be a free person. This is why we talk about Yitzhak Mitzrayim every day. This is why our whole Yiddishkeit is all a Zecher Litziat Mitzrayim. Yeah. Zecher Litziat Mitzrayim means a memory to becoming me again and to the person who becomes them again and just wants to do good, whether they're able to accomplish it or not. And that is giving over chinuch to your child in the most profound, profound way, in a way that is really only available to us, Leil Seder. And maybe then our children will also learn to value their own good deeds and good wills. Their good wills, sorry, not the deed. They'll be able to learn how to value their own ratzon tov, even if it doesn't always end up happening. But wow, can you imagine if we raised a whole generation of children that learned how to appreciate and didn't cut off the wings of their own ratzon tov, of, of wanting to do something good in the world? This is Leo Seder, friends. This is kol ditzrich This is what we mean when we scream this statement. So we should be bench, we should be blessed with taking advantage of these gates that open to us, whether we like it or not, these gates are wide open to us, Leo Seder. To take advantage of them, pitchuli sharit sedek avavam odekant. Walk through it, walk through it with such simcha, and hopefully, like that, we'll be able to sing a brand new song of a song that values and really knows how to appreciate when a Jew has a good will to do something, even if, for whatever the reason is, they're not able to actually to actually do it. But that in itself has the most tremendous value in the world. So sing with me, please. In all my life, 
שירה חדשה, עיניים הלפנה, שירה חדש, עיניים הלפנה, שירה חדשה, עיניים הלפנה, שירה חדש, עיניים הלפנה, שירה חדשה, Wishing you the most beautiful and wonderful, redemptive and transforming Pesach. Sending a lot of love, Mefrat. All the best, everyone. Thank you so much for being with me.